Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another, another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast or the A-G-T-D-P. I prefer the first version. Anyway, what a podcast you have got coming your pretty little way. We have got lots actually. And we begin with the Moose talking at the Arsene Wenger tribute night. Now, I don't know if that means Arsene was there or there were lots of people looking like Arsene Wenger. And if that was the case, then my money's on Blanche from Coronation Street. Man, that's a little bit too scary. Apparently, they've never both been seen in the same room at the same time. First of all, congratulations on the award tonight. Thank you very much. But I'm more here to help a charity than to get an award. (laughs) You must be chuffed you're getting an award. Yes. uh, I think uh, the most important is to attend tonight and to to help people you know i uh, visited the charity and i think it's a great great uh, thing to do now when i was at your final press conference we all had that picture taken with you uh, all the media i didn't think it'd be nearly two years that you'd be out of the game so when am i going to see you managing again i don't know at the moment i manage myself and that's quite not easy and uh, because i have much more time available and uh, i follow football and i still uh, to uh, 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 work on televisions, conferences, charities like tonight, you know, so I'm quite busy. But aren't you missing the dugout, Arsene? I mean, aren't you missing the day-to-day out on the, on, the, on the training ground? Yes, of course. I miss it, but uh, I had many opportunities, uh, in fairness, and until now I decided to take some time off. That is quite... Maybe the longer I wait, the, the less I will want to go back, but at the moment... Uh, I decided to take some time off and uh, to observe, uh, you know, look back a little bit and uh, observe what's happening around. And uh, it's quite interesting. What jobs, would, what jobs would interest you? Would it be a Premier League job again? Or couldn't you face taking on Arsenal? Would it be an international job? Well, until now, I, d- I thought it was good to stay away from the Premier League, you know, because I'm so much uh, linked with Arsenal that... Uh, maybe uh, was better to, to take some time out from, from the Premier League. So an international job, we might see you managing internationally. I don't know yet. Uh, you want the information so I can give you. 
I'm trying. I'm really trying hard here. <laughs> no, I try as well to help you, but uh, unfortunately, I don't know what I will do. There you go, Arsene Wenger, the real one with the moose, not the real one. On now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And Ray, I've really got ginger hair, but I'll tell people it's strawberry blonde parlour. Explaining why Ozil's career at Arsenal is over. And Arsenal miles ahead of Spurs? I don't think they are. Well, they're not miles ahead. I think, I think um, Tottenham are just having do you know what? a I've, bad spell. I know they have got good youngsters as well, Spurs, but I've been really impressed with the youngsters coming through um, from, from Arsenal's point of view. They've got a lot of people now. Ozil's not even a squad now. Hell. I think that's the end of his career, probably, at, at Arsenal, because you've got youngsters who deserve an opportunity probably more than him at the moment. You know, Saka's come in, in, in on the left-hand side. You've got Martinelli, from Arsenal's point of view, going forward. He's been excellent. Uh, Sabayas, who's, who played at the weekend. Uh, so they've got lots of options now, Arsenal. But Tottenham, they're not miles ahead. Of course they're not. And it's going to be a battle still. They still could turn it around. You, you, it's, it's a situation where you, suddenly you get a really good uh, victory um, and it's, you get your confidence back in the side and you, you win two or three in a row. You can really shoot up that league. Back now to the Moose, who is with RVP, says in front of me. Oh, I love Michael Van Gerwen. 100. Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry, my mistake. Van Persie, left-footed, over the wall, towards the near corner, and Arsenal take the lead through Robin Van Persie. Robin, first of all, how special was Arsene Wenger for you? Oh, very special. He's like my uh, football dad. So um, uh, I had the privilege to work with him for eight years in a very crucial time of my career. Uh, uh, early stages and uh, he's been great to me you know he's, uh, he's, he's a special man but not, not only as a coach as a, as a person he's even more special Do you think we'll see him manage again? I hope so but yeah it, it is his decision you know he's, um, he's been in the game so long he um, yeah, earned his stripes he, he did so well so you know it is a tough job being a manager especially at the highest level what he did for many years oof you know, I'm, I'm like now, even for, even for myself, I'm thinking, do I want to suffer? You know, do I want to become a coach? Because you do suffer. Would you ask him? I mean, if you're thinking of becoming a coach, would you ask him first? Yes. Well, I have. I have to be fair, I have many coaches uh, to to ask things. But um, I, yeah, I, I think if you make that choice to become a coach, you have to uh, do it your way. You know. And um, overall, I've been I've been uh, listening to my coaches and um, over the years. So. So I have my little own views and um, of all these coaches together, which could possibly uh, help in the future. But personally, I, I honestly don't know if I want to be a coach. But for for Asen, you know, it's up to him. You know, he uh, did what he had to do. It was great. He uh, changed the game in England, in my opinion, and not many did that over the years. And last one quickly: your two clubs, former clubs, Arsenal and Man United. Um, Arsenal third in the table and they're doing okay, yeah. but United is struggling, and that, but yeah. that must hurt you a little bit. No, it's not hurting me. It is how it is. It goes in phases. It goes up and down. Um, yeah, Manchester uh, having a having a bad start to the season. Arsenal, um, okay, a bit better, but not great. Um, I think most teams have to have to do uh, yeah catch up. If you if you look at Liverpool and City, uh, yeah, City. Those two teams are the, are, the, are the teams to beat, in my opinion, and uh, they are for the moment on a different level. So, if you if you look at Chelsea, uh, Spurs, uh, yeah, um, Man United, and Arsenal, they have to they have to do better and try to compete with them. 
What a busy day it was on TalkSport. We can head over now to Drive. Don't worry, you don't have to go anywhere. It's all here for you, free on the podcast. Adrian Durham and Darren Goff were talking about Wolves' win over Man City. Although, do you just say Wolves' win? Wolves's, And if so, where would you put the little apostrophe if you did say Wolves's? Would you put it after the S? Does the S belong to Wolves? And also, why is it a comma just floating in the sky? I mean, who's come up with all of this? When there's a, a result like this, and I think uh, Wolves were like 20, 20 odd to one or something to win the game, it's a surprise. You can't say anything other than it's a surprise result. And most people would have predicted Man City winning the game. Of course they would. And actually, so you analyse how Wolves won it, and it's because, as we said earlier, Peter, and you've just uh, you've just said the same, they played very well. They were very solid at the back. They hit them on the break, and they were superb doing it as well. But you also analyse what it means for Manchester City and why Manchester City lost the game. Yeah, they lost it because Wolves were good, but also because Man City were pretty bad. I mean, if you look at... I thought Aguero yesterday was atrocious. It, it almost looked like he, he, he should have been in a Spurs shirt because he looked like he wasn't interested at times. Sterling was too easily quietened down in the game, as we spoke mm. about earlier. And at the back, it is a mess, without a doubt. I mean, when Otamendi's being sat down by Jimenez, just running at him, doesn't know how to defend against him one-on-one, just goes to ground so easily, that tells me there's a lot of problems going on. It's almost the arrogance is... You can smell it from Pep Guardiola. He's almost throwing these players on the pitch and saying, yeah, that they'll do it, no problem, not mm. realising the shortcomings of these players. Yeah, but the importance of a manager... Last on that game for me was evident. Right, Wolves were tactically brilliant. How many times have you seen Manchester City have to pass the ball backwards? How many times do you see that? People sit off. How many times they, they did press defensively solid, but their forward players worked their socks off mm. for Wolves? And how many times did their players, Man City, try and pass the ball backwards and misled pass for Wolves? to have an opportunity through on goal. Time and time again, they kept doing it. Otamendi were guilty a couple of times. Mm. But you have to you have to analyse the game um, because City had by far the most possession. They had by far the most chances. And so then you look at the scoreline, Wolves winning 2-0, so you have to analyse how on earth that happened. And it's fair play to Wolves. Back now to the Moose. Blimey, is he getting paid by the interview? Anyway, this time he's alongside John Aldridge. Liverpool flying right now. What a weekend! Yeah, we just look after yourselves, don't you know? It's, it's, it's good times to be a Liverpool fan, you know. With cha- Champions of Europe, eight games on the bounce, playing some good, good stuff, and, and we know that the, the, we could do better. You can never believe that at City we're going to lose and, and not hand you this eight-point lead, but you'd end up with this eight-point lead. Yeah, you, you know, you take it, but it's, it's, it's not even a quarter of the way through. You know, there's a lot of football to go. A lot of games to play. We were always brought up never, you never to take things for granted. You just look towards the next game. You know they've got a bit of a break. Some some players need a break now, like 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 Mane in particular. He hasn't had much of a break in the summer. Um, so you know, hopefully it'll benefit Liverpool when they, when they come back to play Man United. Yeah. You were a striker, and a striker who liked to score goals, who liked to have shots. Did you ever pass to your teammate, or did yeah. <laughs> Mane and Salah seem to have this, this? And we're all looking at it now. When they don't pass, or they're not passing to each other. No, I, it's just, it's just the way it is. They, 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 they look for each other. There was a passenger play there on on Saturday. About three one twos between them. It would have been a marvelous goal. It's just it's just been highlighted because what happened at. Uh, I think it was Burnley. Um, now it's nonsense, to be fair, you know. They do look for each other. Um, 
and, and they did the world class as well. You, you can't do that. If it was me, would I pass? No. <laughs> That's why it's called 474 goal. Of course I would. If someone's in a much, much better place, you, of course you play it across them. And last one, how much will the pressure, the longer the season goes on, the pressure of not having won a title since the end of the 80s? I think, you know, the, the lads benefited a lot from last year. The experience, you know, you know what they went through. Um, couldn't have done much more than what they did. Lost one game last year, and we, you know, we just just pipped at the post. But with the European champions, you know, which it goes a long way. You ask Manchester City what they'd want to win this year, and it's probably the European champions. You know what I mean? The Champions League. Um, but they're a super tight, got a super manager, um, and you know, so are we. So it'll it'll, it'll be close. I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily. On to the mid-morning show now and Nathan Jones was on, I'm guessing talking about why Banana Rama wrote a song about him. I've never considered walking away because that's mm. not my character. If I felt I couldn't affect or we were in such a place that look, we're getting beaten comfortably here week in, week out, then I would speak to the honest. But that's never been the case. So I've never considered walking away. It has been a test of my character. It's been a test of my resolve. And, and sometimes it tests, you know, it does test your philosophy and what you, you believe in. But you never waver from that. Now, this was a difficult place to manage, a very difficult place to manage. Well-documented problems that have affected four managers previous to me. I knew that it was a tough job, but I'm a big believer. I'm not arrogant and I'm confident in what we do and and I I like to test myself because it would be quite easy for me to remain at Luton. It had to be a good project and this was a good project and if I'm honest if I didn't have the owners that I had here who are superb owners I would have gone a long time ago because my results haven't been good but what we have done is we have changed everything else underneath. There you go Nathan Jones back on TalkSport and if you ask me he's been gone too long. Anyway on now to Simon Jordan on Danny Kelly's Press Box. Mm, that just sounds wrong, doesn't it? The paper, Simon, are taking um, a kind of uh, tightrope walk with this. I mean, for yeah. instance, the match report by David Facey in The Sun said, never, ever a quitter, Christ silver, defiant over future. Martin Hardy in today's Times says, the next matches must win for Everton, uh, admits uh, Silver himself. Listen, I mean, you know that I'm not a great admirer of Silver, and that might cloud my judgment because I didn't like his conduct at Watford um, and I felt that he was uh, sort of epitomises a certain type of manager that bats his eyes at the next best opportunity before he's perhaps earned the right to have the opportunity or even done what he was brought in to do. You look at Everton and you think, where have they gone since David Moyes, Martinez, you know, Koeman, Allardyce? What is their direction of travel? Where are they looking to get to? Obviously, they're looking to become successful. You know, the ambitions behind the football club, Bill's stepped aside now and, and Mashiri is now running the show a lot more and they've got the ambitions to move across and build a new stadium and everyone has this image of Everton are going to arrive sooner rather than later. But their acquisition policy, it, to me, is a strange one because they're kind of buying players that clubs that whose positions they want to emulate are prepared to get rid of. You know, the Walcotts of the world are players whose careers are on the way down as far as I'm concerned. Awobi, it was a player that they almost made a, as a makeshift deal because they wanted they wanted to create the illusion they wanted Wilfred Zaha without the checkbook to perhaps support it. And then you look at the fact that they sold Lukaku 
And, you know, I know that what Matt's just said about this, this 250 million to build this team, I'm wondering how much of that's really net spend and how much has really gone into the team to be able to build this side. But you look at players like Fabian Delth and you think, and Schneidel, and you think, are we really talking about a side that's going to that's gonna rattle the top four? Are they just sabre-rattling with signings that are £50 million for, for Gilfie Sigerson that look on paper like there's something meaningful, and really they're not? Yeah, but you couldn't say that about Richarlison. Richarlison was an interesting sort of but is he gamble. A, yeah, it's well, a good player. He's not a 25... He's not a centre-forward at times, yeah. aren't they, as well? And I, I, you know, I quite like that as a, as a buy. I thought that's, that, that's an interesting move. Walcott, I take your point, but he's... You know, well, the only reason they got with Charlison is because he played for Silver at Watford, yeah. so Silver just brought his boy with him and they paid an inflated price for it because it was bad blood between the two clubs. Yeah, but equally, you would think that what that one might come off. He's he's no dummy, is Richarlison. No, not, he's a good not player, at all, and I think he, if handled well, he will do very well for Is he going to get 25 well goals a year to replace know. what Lukaku took out of the team? And finally, before we end the podcast, got a little... Uh, Email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, loving the podcast. Good work, as always. Why is the Sports Bar, which is without doubt the best piece of radio, apart from the Transurip Express on Sundays from 9pm, why is it always last on the podcast? Well, that's nothing to do with me. That's to do with Tom, the producer of the podcast, and he's sat in front of me now. Tom, any reason? Chronological. Chronological. There you go. Nope, me neither. Anyway, here are the best bits from the Sports Bar. What a day I've had. What's, oh, what's happened? Scooter oh, Frank, like... my dog. Oh. Right. He's now in the same club as no Billy, Billy Nobles. Nobles. Yeah. He hadn't <gasps> removed. Grief. He hadn't removed. He's now got the cone around his head. I went out and bought nappies for him. So, so he's got no balls. He's same got as Man United Football he's got Club. Then. No, he's got no <laughs> testicles. God bless him. This is my dog, not Solskjaer, by the way. And he's walking about. He feels sorry for himself. He's got the cone. He's got yeah. to have it for a whole week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Otherwise, he licks them. Licks him, the wound. Man. Well, he's, he bites it. Yeah, I know. Oh, my little dog. So all the music tonight, I understand, is connected to uh, my dog's lack of testicles. Excellent work. Good. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was uh, was fine. It, it, it had, a, had a great day yesterday down at St Mary's, um, although it did turn a bit sour. Oh, yeah, go on. I don't know this. So No, you don't know this. So I was um, driving home from St Mary's, very happy boy, Right. listening to the first half of Manchester United. Yeah, okay, irrelevant. Back, irrelevant. We'll, we'll get on to this in a minute, yeah. And... Um, all of a sudden, around about uh, 60, 70 miles from home, I get a puncture. Laughter track. <laughs> oh, good work. <laughs> now, let me ask, when you say you've got a pu- is it the puncture where your dashboard goes beep, beep, yeah, beep, beep? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, horrible yes, noise. Yeah, yeah. Red, red lights come up, dangerously low pressure. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrendous. Are you on the motorway at the time? No, uh, do you know what? I was about as Eastleigh. Anyone that knows Eastleigh, it's near the M3 junction, so right near there. All right, irre- and, irrelevant. Um, it's not yeah, a traffic update, uh, is it? No, well, I needed one. But anyway, so... I phoned through to the uh, rescue company and... Um, what do you mean, the rescue company? Well, do you, you mean know, the RAC or the AI? No, it's the Mercedes one, but they get oh, right. they deal Ooh. with all that. Right? Anyway, so they uh, they say to me, you, you, it could be a couple of hours. Anyway, five minutes later, I get a message. It's broke around the corner. So he turns oh, how's up. Your luck? How's your I luck? Limp, I limp, I limp my way to a pub where right. I need to be rescued. What do you mean right? rescued? Well, I've got, I've got, no, I've got no spare tyre in the boot. Why? I don't know, they just don't do them anymore. Oh, yeah, do the foam. No, they don't do anything. I, I wasn't going to do it. I don't oh, no, I can't do that either. No, I wasn't going to do that. No, no, isn't So it? I had the rescue vehicle come and pick me up. Yeah. But the good news was, I sat in a pub and watched Man United get beat. Jay, say it. What a boy! Do you say chickens now? Chickens? Yeah, Jay, look, look at my switchboard. Oh, my We're word. two calls short. 
of running out of people. So if these two people, and I can see one of them now, I'm not looking forward to it. If, if no oh, one calls no. in, no, the train on. ends early. The quiz question is this. All right, you count to... Th- uh, listen, at the end of the question, count to 30, all right, Paul? And we'll have the answer. Yeah. You're going to hang up on me, aren't you? No, I swear to you, we won't. I swear <laughs> to you, we won't. Okay, right, the quiz question is this that I've made up today. Go on, then. What does... Who... Which person... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What <laughs> does... Who does which what? does? Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Well done for staying with it. Although, of course, you're obviously going to stay. That's probably why they put the sports bar on last. A bit like when you watch Match of the Day and they always put the best team on last. They don't. They put the best team on first. But if they put it on last, you'd stay up way past midnight. Because I get to about quarter to 12 and I'm like, oh, I'm bothered to watch the new one will draw and then turn it off. Anyway, I'm glad you didn't with this. A quick reminder that tonight from 6pm, Sunderland against Grimsby is live on TalkSport 2 from 6pm in the leasing.com trophy. What's that? The leasing.com trophy. Oh, that's a big one. Do you reckon Grimsby and Sunderland will put big teams out? No. So that's it for another podcasting. Thanks for listening. Make sure you join me at the same time tomorrow for more of the same. In the meantime, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 